Hey friends, so good to see you again. Did you know that time went back this week? Yeah, it's called daylight savings time, and it ended on November the seventh. And I had a really cool thing that happened to me this week with my Fiverr gig. Yeah, I do voiceover work from time to time. Well, I was hired by this lady to be the voice of a doll that's coming out next year. Woohoo! Can you imagine me as a doll? Well, people tell me I kind of look like a doll, but I never thought I'd actually be a doll. <laughs> This week, we have our first mother-daughter duo, Miss Mary O'Neill and her daughter, Miss Elizabeth O'Neill Harris. This is really exciting, so stay tuned for the interview. Welcome to All Things Madison, the podcast exclusively for kids, sure to tickle your funny bone while learning something new at the same time. You'll hear from talking bears, <laughs> laughing unicorns, and farting sloths. Here's your host, Madison Lauren. Please enjoy the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I'm your host, Madison Lauren, and welcome to my show. Each week, we introduce you to exciting people with cool jobs. Go behind the scenes of new places, or we review books, movies, and topics that kids care about. Oh yeah, and the show is produced by my dad, the goofball you might hear from time to time, and supported in part by Kids Listen. And if you'd like to support us, you can simply go to Patreon.com/AllThingsMadison. We'll be updating the page soon. Oh, and be sure to click the subscribe button, like now. <laughs> Now on to the show. We'll return in just a moment. Newsy Palooza, we've outgrown the jacuzzi. We needed a pool because we're a news pool for curious kids and adults. Join us as we dive deep into the big news story of the week, which might be politics, or more likely some super duper science story. Either about happenings here on Earth or up in space. Also, the latest tech news, sports news, arts, culture, and entertainment. Darling, <laughs> and we always like to end with an oddball—a story to make you smile. Newsy. Paluzzi, the news pool pod. New episodes every Wednesday. And now back to the show. This week, I interviewed some really smart women. I mean, really smart, like physics and the economy smart. Miss Mary O'Neill and her daughter, Miss Elizabeth O'Neill Harris. I have to say. This was one interesting interview. Okay, without further delay, here's my interview. Enjoy. Hello, Miss Mary and Miss Elizabeth. You were actually the first mother-daughter duo I've had an opportunity to interview, and it's so cool that you're both involved in STEM. Welcome to my show. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you. I know you are both very busy ladies, and I appreciate your time. I'll begin with you, Miss Mary. As it sounds like it all started with you, can you tell us a little about how you became interested in science and the path you took where you are today? So I was always good in math, not good in arithmetic, and a lot of people don't know the difference. But arithmetic is basically doing addition and subtraction, and that's a lot of memorization. But math, where you have to do concepts and equations, I was good at that. So when I went to college, for me the easiest thing was to major in physics and electrical engineering. Later on, when I was、um, working at Raytheon, they sent me to graduate school, 
and I got my master's in electrical and computer engineering in what's called image processing. So if I wanted to identify something in like that picture, I know how mathematically to figure that out. It was kind of easy for me, so I did it. But it wasn't necessarily easy for me as a woman. So I had to work really hard to make them notice that I was really good. But you also think it's super fun. It's really fun. Coming up with an idea and then making it work, putting it on a big aircraft like a C-130 or an A-10, or figuring certain things out, it's just one of the more exciting things you can do. Madison, that meant that I got to make volcanoes when I was little. So that was also really fun. Wow. Like, volcanoes? So you can make volcanoes? Mm-hmm. Out of what, baking soda and something. And Nikki, we did seeing sound waves where we used a balloon and you could actually see the vibrations that travel through the air from your voice. Because the only reason you can hear me is because there's things in the air like oxygen and nitrogen that actually move and vibrate when I talk. And that travels to your ears, which move and vibrate. Wow. Miss Elizabeth, what impact did your mom and perhaps your family play in your studies? And tell us a little about your career path. Sure. So let's see. So my degree's in economics, which is like my mom, I did the thing that was really easy for me. So the summer between my junior and senior year of high school, I took an economics class at our local community college. And I thought it was just really interesting and really cool and really easy. So it was a little bit of math and a little bit of English. So the way economics works is it predicts how things like markets will work and our our big economy, right? But also how people act with their money. So there has to be a lot of math that goes into that. There are really complicated concepts that have mathematical equations that predict how people will spend their money. For example, right? Gasoline is very inelastic, which so your dad goes when you have to go to school, it doesn't matter if gas is $5 a gallon or $2 a gallon right? Your dad has to put gas in the car so you can go to school, right? And so there's a mathematical equation that explains that. But also, even if you just have the math, there's also like text that you have to use to then explain the math. And that's basically the way an economics degree works. And when I graduated, I wanted to work in economic development. So I started to like bring things to underserved communities that they might not have. So like a grocery store or like a hospital or something like that. So I did that for a little while, but I realized that it wasn't exactly the thing I wanted to do. And so I called my mom and said, I don't know if I could do this anymore. And she said, well, come home and I'll help you get a job at Raytheon in finance. Because when you have a degree in economics, usually people think you're going to like finance or business. So I did that. And I got a job in finance and I hated it. It was the worst job I've ever had in my life. Hated it. I was like, this is boring and I don't like it. And I had a really great lady that was a mentor to me. And she said, you should go into contracts because it's more suited to your personality. So I applied and I got a job. The contracts group, what they do in like large companies is they write very big agreements that are lots of pages that lawyers review for Um, how to purchase something. And actually, contracts are in our everyday life. So when you go into a parking garage and you know know the ticket that you pull, Madison, like your dad has to pull a ticket, that ticket on the back, it says this ticket is a contract and limits our liability 
read it. That's a contract. I always knew, like, I think how my mom influenced me was I always, I never thought that I wasn't going to be good at math and science, right? So a lot of people, their parents maybe don't think they're good at math because they're not good at arithmetic, right? Which I was also not good at arithmetic. But my mom told me, no, you're good at math and you're going to be good at science and science is fun. And so I didn't think I was limited to what I could do with my life. I thought, well, if this is what I want to do, I'll go do it. And I knew that it might be hard, right? Like being in certain um, industries or certain jobs that they might be difficult, but my mom had already done it. So I knew that I could do it. That's great. About 10 years ago, I got really interested in sustainability which is like the practice on how we can do affect things like climate change and help the earth and help each other and impact things like climate justice, where certain communities bear the brunt of pollution more than other communities. And that's not really fair or right. And so how you can fix that through policy or economics or any number of ways. And so about 10 years ago, I went back to school and got a master's of science. So in one of my classes, They taped up all the doors and the windows. They sucked all the air out of the room. And then they used an infrared gun to see where the cold was leaking into the the warm classroom. And you could see where the leaks in the building were. What? It was so cool. That's cool. So, and then I came back and um, now I work at a startup that is going to take off a gas engine off of an airplane and put on a hydrogen engine because it doesn't burn any carbon and will help clean our atmosphere and reverse climate change. Wow. That sounds like you're trying to make the world a cleaner place. Working on it. I do want to say that it wasn't just in the last few years she started. She was the president of her class in eighth grade. Really? And she started a campaign to get rid of foam plates. What was it? Foam paper plates? and The styrofoam plates at hot lunch. At hot lunches. Because they were pollutants and they do not. And she went to paper. So she started this a long time ago. And there's stuff you can do when you're young mm-hmm. that can start. So cool. That is true. I did get, and we, and I did it. Like that was my platform, but they stopped using styrofoam. Like I went to a private school. And so we only had hot lunch one day a week, but they would serve it on like a styrofoam plate. I petitioned the school and they stopped using styrofoam and plastic and moved to a paper-based solution. But I was only in eighth grade. Like I was young. We can all do a little something. Yeah. Yeah. We're studying about that in school. We're studying about pollution, consumers, decomposers, mm. and producers. I mean, all of that is just science. And the effects of CO2 on the atmosphere, that's all science. Remember when I said about we can see this much of the light? The sun has its peak energy right where our eyes are. And those are considered higher energy photons. And when they hit the earth, they go to a lower energy, which is where the heat is. And then because of the way our atmosphere is, they can't get out. And so the three big gases for keeping the energy from going out are water vapor, believe it or not, CO2 and methane. But if the CO2 keeps water, it starts warming things up, then you get more water vapor and then it warms up more. And that's why we have a problem. Yes, ma'am. Okay, next question. Miss Mary, my dad has told me about women of color in science like ladies from NASA and the Hidden Figures movie, or even earlier with Madam C.J. Walker and her hair products. Who are some of your influences? 
Mine was Marie Curie, because um, that's why I wanted to go into physics when I was young. I read about Marie Curie and about uh, radiation and how she really, when no other woman could do it, she really did. She was totally against the odds. And so that was what it was for me. And now we have x-rays. And now we have x-rays. We have all kinds of things. That was my big influence. I watched the Marie Curie movie just because I knew mom liked it so much. Yeah. And funny thing is, when I was growing up, we didn't hear about Madam C.J. Walker. We didn't hear about that Marie Curie is the only one we really heard about. You know, you have to remember, I got my degree in 1979, and I was one of the earlier um women going into this field. And there's still, interestingly enough, I'd have to look at the statistics again, but when I went through, there were three out of a hundred women in electrical engineering. And I don't think it's any more now than like 10 out of a hundred. For whatever reason, women are still afraid of math. Yes, ma'am. I'm hoping to help solve that. I can tell you one thing that I did really fun for years that people might associate with too, is a lot of my job for years was called infrared countermeasures and missile warning. So you know the little shoulder-fired missiles that are people worry about? I my, was an expert in those, and I've had to figure out how to see them and how to confuse them so they wouldn't hit an aircraft. How did you do that? And I did a lot of that. Does that make sense? It does, people. ma'am. Miss Elizabeth. Things have changed a lot from your mom's time to now. What are some of the changes you see in the, in big business that are opening doors for young people like me? I think where a lot of the changes is in a lot of the smaller companies like mine. So where I work now, we have a goal for 50% of our new hires to be underrepresented people of color or women. Um, so like I was a key hire for them as both a person with Latin, with Hispanic heritage and a woman. So I was a tutor. They were happy. But also, I think that the laws are better, right? So what is kind of allowed is better now than in my mom's time. I think the opportunities are there. But to her earlier point, I don't know that as many people are going into the strictly math and science. So I think we need more women and girls to enter into these kind of roles. And like, so in my company, there's about 37 full-time employees, mostly engineers, and there's only three women, right? So, and and we're doing amazing, interesting, well, no, there's four women now. We just hired a new tech, which is really cool. Um, and the other thing that's interesting is there's a lot of work, even if you aren't quite ready for college or you don't want to go to college, there's a lot of work in either being a machinist, like we have a technician, so a person who didn't go to college, who is an expert in making things. So she gets to build things all day. And there aren't there aren't that many women that are going into even those roles. College might not be for everybody and that's okay, but there you can still make a great living and have a really fun job where you get to build stuff and do fun things around engineering, math and science by becoming a technician or a machinist. And in this country, we have a huge shortage of machinists where you actually get to, like, build stuff. Good. Miss Murray, I'm in Black Girls Co. What advice would you give other parents to get their daughters into STEM? 
I would say just any opportunity that they have to learn about science, to learn about coding, to um, encourage them to understand, you know, the math part. And to also, um, when they have an opportunity to meet somebody who's in science, find out what they do. Because a lot of people don't realize that, like my job, you think of a scientist and you might think of me, you know, writing papers or doing things. But it can be very physical. I've climbed on all kinds of aircraft. I've had to go out to the desert and I've had to take snake bite training because we're going to be out in the basic wild conducting experiments. Hmm. Right? You don't think about that for an engineer or a scientist. But that's what you do. You go out to the desert where they're going to blow something up. And you have to take all this training. And you have to set up your instruments with the wind howling and all kinds of things going on. And you have to make it all work. And collect your data so that you can go back and sit down at a desk and analyze it. So you've got to make that sound fun and exciting to the daughters so they understand. Just do the stuff you want to do and have fun with it. So true. Thank you. What about you, Miss Elizabeth? What would you like to impart to the parents? So I think there's a couple interesting things. I have a number of friends that have um, doctorates that have studied this particular topic. And the biggest thing parents can do is to stop saying they're bad at math. Because when a parent says that they're bad at math, then the child assumes that they also are going to be bad at math. The best thing that parents can do is even if you think you're bad at math, stop saying that. Because what you say is the thing that matters the most to your kids. And then I think there's a second piece of that, which is depending on where you live, there's a lot of opportunity for like science museums or um just interactive and take your kids to some of those things to see if they're interested. The third thing I would say is let your kids get dirty. We got to get dirty in our play clothes, right? Like not in our uniforms, come home, take off your uniform, put on your play clothes. Um, So I think having that set of like, I can get dirty in these clothes and do whatever I want outside is really important. Ultimately, we all learn through the scientific method, which is to experiment with something, to fail, to learn something and to try again. And the more you let your kids do that, the more they'll understand science. Thank you. Miss Mary, Miss Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming on my show. It's wonderful to be here. You're welcome. Don't be ashamed to the show. Bye. Bye. Ooh, we. You are sharp, girl. <laughs> oh, daddy. Seriously, you are fly. I don't think they say that anymore. Mmm, crunk? Nope. Jiggy. Definitely not. You should stop. You're showing your age. Then what do kids say these days? Um, how about just cute? Cute. Got it. Um, super cute. Yeah, this is a pretty fresh outfit. Where did you get it? Macari. What's that? A new store? Mmm, kinda. It's actually an online market where you can buy some of the coolest stuff. They have everything. From clothes to shoes to accessories and more. Oh, it's just for kids? No, that's just it. It's for the whole family. And if you need to clean out your closet or garage, you can post your stuff to sell as well. Ah, uh, it's sort of like Amazon, right? It's more like a super cool consignment shop where you can get great deals and sell your stuff to make real money. 
That's cool. How can my audience check it out? Great question, Madison. The ATM family can just click the link in the show notes to get $30 off their first order and $10 cash when they post their first item for sale. That's dope. Super dope. See? I knew it. Knew what? I knew there was a word you kids are using to describe something cool, like the hot girl summer. Mm-mm. No, don't do that, Daddy. That's that's not the look. <laughs> to get, get your, your look, look on, on for, for the, the fall and beyond, beyond visit Macari. It's in the show notes today. today. And now it's time for the joke of the day. What do birds give out on Halloween? Tweets. Get it? Tweets, birds? <laughs> Ooh, you guys are probably thinking about Twitter. Nope, not that kind of tweet. <laughs> Next one. What does one volcano say to the other? I lava you. I lava you. <laughs> like, I love you. Get it, guys? That's a pretty good one. Next one. Why can't you ever tell a joke around glass? It could crack up. Crack up? <laughs> so funny. <sighs> These jokes are killing me, I tell ya. Alrighty. And now it's time for a joke for my fans. I've asked you guys to send in your jokes, and you delivered. Here's a joke from Benjamin. He's in the windy city of Chicago, Illinois. Hey, my Titi used to live there. His joke is, why do we never tell jokes about pizza? They're too cheesy. <laughs> cheesy. That's hilarious, Benny. You sure have a creative mind there. Okay, the next one is kind of cool. Nina lives in Lilburn, close to where I live. And her joke is, what's a snake's strongest subject in school? History. History? Nina, you sure have a funny bone. Well, guys... If you want to hear your joke on my show, send away. Just email them to my dad at goofball1973. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. Send them to smith.derante at gmail.com. I'll be on the lookout for more fresh jokes and keep them clean. Well, but they still need to be funny. <laughs> Thanks. And now it's time for the word of the day. The word of the day is discard. Discard means to throw something away because it is useless or unwanted. Example, Samantha discarded her old purse because it was muddy. The word of the day is discard. Well, that's all for me. The hardest working girl in show business. Well, maybe it's not that bad, but I'm pretty busy. Special thanks to our mother-daughter duo, Miss Mary O'Neill and Miss Elizabeth O'Neill Harris. I hope you guys got something from their interview. And that's all from me. Thanks for tuning into the show. I never want to take you for granted, so just know it means a lot. Now, people are asking, where can they find my stuff? If you're looking for the coolest tees, hoodies, accessories, and more... You can just go to shopmadisonlauren.com and you will find everything there. Now, do me a favor and take a moment to hit the subscribe button under this episode or video. That way, you'll be notified when each new episode comes out. And if you enjoyed the show, kindly leave us a five-star rating 
and a short review if you have time. This lets other moms and dads you know they too should download it for their munchkins. <laughs> okay, on that note, I'm out. Thank you for listening to All Things Madison. Kindly take a moment to subscribe, leave a comment, and rate the show so that our participating partners know you are following along. You can get your Madison Lauren graphic tees at shopmadisonlauren.com or follow her YouTube channel at All Things Madison. This production was brought to you by Infinity Global Media Group, LLC. Contact us at smith.durante at gmail.com for bookings or more information. <laughs>